Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Driving Wall Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. And hey, you know what? Um, it's uh, the big guns are out and that's uh, the back four. Um, the uh, internationals and uh, yes we've got the big guns back on the show as well um, we have cornflake how are you doing sir oh, i thought there was someone else that was showing up then we talking about the big guns i don't know where they were i'm good <laughs> i'm good i'm good and re- renewed and refreshed and ready to yes, uh, has... talk off all the garbage i think we've talked this year i mean geez you've got it's actually over six months since i had you on the show i think you probably I pretty much haven't done anything since the end of last year, really. Kind of shut yeah. up shop. It's a lot of planning goes into doing big things, you know? Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure the planning was into this show, though. We're talking about other no. big things here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked on length about this show this afternoon, didn't we? So, yeah, we're well prepared. Well, did you make any notes? You got a running order? So I hand over, I hand over hosting duties Hang to on. you? We got the whiteboard. <laughs> Got a whiteboard, okay. Yeah, okay. Was, no, <laughs> there is absolutely zero. Um, zero, zero or, or no, was, we had some talk of stuff. Uh, we've had a, we had a chat this afternoon, um, but um, I don't think we actually uh, put put down any kind of plans for this evening. Um, good evening to uh, Simon, who has um, joined us, and he says congratulations to the New England Free Jacks, their first Major League Rugby Championship, um, defeating uh, um, defeating forty-one-year-old man <laughs> Nonu. Um, of the uh, San Diego Legion. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, Matt Anonu still running around in Major League Rugby. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Maybe he can make a soup. Maybe he can make a, um, a Rugby World Cup comeback because um, he did try that, didn't he? Let's be honest. Um, a, uh, for the last Rugby World Cup, and it didn't, probably it still didn't, be good uh, enough. Didn't didn't, didn't didn't come about. He'll still be good enough. Wow. <laughs> Shot that's a shot at um, at, uh, at, at, at Jordy Barrett there. Um, Oh, I didn't uh, say starting. You maybe on the bench. Oh, okay, okay. I don't mind Georgia. Twelve G's. It's about put my foot in it there. <laughs> Off the bench. So yeah, so folks, what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, well, obviously we'll talk about the two games. Um, we'll have a look forward to the um, other rugby um, uh, championship games this uh, coming weekend. We'll go through um, some of the news uh, that Sarah Buse has been around um, as well. Um, and uh, part of that rugby news, we had a chat about this uh, this afternoon, um, which is that. Um, Moana Pacifica have announced a new head coach, a, uh, a head coach with, uh, uh, well, uh, All Blacks experience, um, has uh, Super Rugby head coaching experience, uh, top 12 head, um, coach, head coaching experience. Um, uh, also, has uh, uh, done good things. It's uh, in the uh, the MPC uh, and it is uh, Tano Imanga. Uh, there you go. There's me trying to talk up his, um, his CV because... Um, is, is it fair to say, complex that you're not um, you're not uh, particularly um, in, uh, enthused or overwhelmed by this appointment? He he fits a bit of a bill, I guess, doesn't he? He fits the um, the sort of mold on and the culture of the team, I guess, doesn't he? With the, his background and what he wants to impact with with rugby these days. But as a coach, I mean, his record's not fantastic, is it? It's, he's had he's had better days um, as a player, that's for sure. But he joins a bit of a list of 
so typically guys that like to go to the blues that um haven't had the greatest of years but uh, it depends like yeah sure i, I could say tanarumanga is not a great coach but it depends on the team he's got around him it's going to have a massive probably bigger impact than what he'll have himself the head coach um is is often dictated a lot by his own team so do we know anyone he's got with him or are we still just him and and that's all at the moment and they didn't really talk about his uh, his coaching staff but um Look, uh, he was Blues head coach from 2016 to 2018. Um, So, look, it's been nearly five years, amazingly, um, since he was um, head coach uh, there. So, clearly, he has, um, um, what's the word? Look, he he will have um, evolved, matured um, in that time. Um, How old is he now? Um, He's still, uh, oh, he's 50. Wow. He's older than me. Really? Jesus. I didn't didn't realise that. (laughs) Me, I'm only just. I mean, I'm 49, so he's not a lot older than me. Um, the uh, less than a year older than me, but even so. Um, so uh, and look, I, I was on the media um, interview um, that, uh, that that he gave um, today, the, the big Zoom call with, um, which had a a big turnout. Look, when I normally go on these Zoom calls, um, for more specifically, you have like five or six at most, and a couple of those are from the islands um, media in there. This time there was like 27 callers on the um, on the call so wow um either it's a, either it was, a, it was a slow news day because also it was late late notes we didn't get to know about this interview this opportunity until late sunday night and it's monday morning um at 11 o'clock um was uh, was, was when the call was so um it's um uh, it was a quick t- so, so yeah so a, a lot of people on that call i didn't get to ask any questions um but i will but i've got a recording of that interview and i will put that out for patrons only uh, both on the podcast feed and i think i can put it now as a video on patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio um so um it'll be available on both of those locations um folks for the interview for me some of the things that um came out of that and the reason i talk about the fact that it's been five years since he's been head coach of the blues is he talks he talked about how he didn't want to be head. He's, he hasn't been looking for a head coaching role. Um, uh, that um, what he's been doing uh, is um, uh, it's, it's the, uh, the the opportunity. I've got the words I used. I told you the words earlier in the show in, in, our, in our in our chat this afternoon. Um, I didn't write it on the whiteboard. That's the problem. Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> amateurs we are. Absolute amateurs. <laughs> um, so he. Um, but it was the opportunity that 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 uh, the Marlins can gives and uh, how he can give back to. Um, to, to Pacifica, so it was more about how he could impact and what change he, or what he could do in this group, rather than he was looking for head coaching role. This was the only one that came up, which I think is a good sign from from that point of view. As Nocturnal Wright says, yeah, he'll tell them that it ain't Tiddlywinks, um, and uh, absolutely it's not Tiddlywinks. But there we go, um, and he'll also keep hold of all the handbags. He, he, he was um, he was uh, he was involved in that, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was. Yep. The uh, so. Um, the so, so that, that's 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 a good sign for this. Um, he also mentioned how it's not what you know, it's what they can learn. Um, I think that's what the quote was. I put the quote on our Facebook group, um, which, uh, which I thought was also good that he's actually now he's not thinking about it from his point of view, but he's trying to understand it from the player's point of view, uh, which I think is is also key. Um, that perhaps he has matured since his time, uh, or has has had a mindset change since his time as. Um, as Blues head coach. He also mentioned how um, he's had a lot of time with family recently, and that's been good, and that's one of the reasons why he hasn't wanted a head coach role. Um, but it looks feels like to me that he's in a better place going into this role than he necessarily was going into um, the Blues one way. I think he, at that time, he'd been at Toulon, he'd been at Cannes Manukau, and he was like an ambitious, I want to be a head coach, I'm on the head coaching kind of pathway, um, can I make it to be an All Blacks head coach kind of thing, rather than necessarily where he is now, which is about more holistic. I think it's probably a better place uh, for someone who's going to be the Manu Pacifica head coach. But anyway, that's my that's my, that's my my soapbox rant. <laughs> it's weird, though. You, you talked about his days in, in counties. He was actually semi-successful in counties. Uh, he didn't have the, the raging collapse like he had at the Blues. But from my memory of his time at counties, he actually did fairly decently enough because counties was pretty average back in those sort of days. I mean, they're, they're not much better now, but... Um, they, yeah, they, they actually. They, I mean, it's that culture. It's probably that, like, the, of of the people. Um, you know, that are more, I guess, resonate with a, with a person like him. You know, he's got that sort of connection with those people, and I think he's going to have that same sort of connection with the Moana Pacifica team as well. So, if he can 
link up with them in that sort of way. I think you get to the Blues, he's kind of got a bit too professional, if that makes sense, because he's gone past the the, the phase of connecting as a as a person to the players to being this this figurehead sort of position that we put, you know, like coaches at Super Rugby and and higher level. So. Yeah, it's um. I think it could be better if he goes back to that sort of root sort of level where he kind of got at the NPC sort of area with counties. Uh, could could do them well. Hopefully, I mean, you don't you don't wish the guy any ill, do you? He's he's a bit of a, a talisman that you kind of want that him to be successful as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the uh, Samuel Williams has mentioned um uh the, about about the kind of less about the lack of um uh, uh Pacifica head, Pacifica representation. In head coach, and if you can't see it, you can't be it, kind of thing. Um, so look, I think this is a it's also look, counties blues. Um, I think he's basically a South Auckland boy, isn't he? At the end of the day, mm. uh, so I think also from a being with them being based in Mount Smart, I think it's also good from a supporter's point of view that again can, can connect with that community and hopefully increase the um, uh, the, the the fan base. So look, we wish him all the best. Um, but as you say, technically, is he a is, is he a coach with a whole bunch of um, trophies in the cabinet? No, he's not. <laughs> Um, but um, is that necessarily what Moana Pacifica need right now? I mean, hey, they wouldn't say no. Let's be blunt. Um, but um, I think one of the interesting things I mentioned to you was I think that, um, uh, that Aaron Major has perhaps been harshly uh, thought about in this role. And he turns up to a, to an organisation that is a handful strong um, at the time when he was hired with no training base, no training kit, nothing. I mean, he has, he's had to build that up from scratch. At least Tanner walks in, there is a training base set up. They, they own a scrum machine. Um, I assume they do anyway. Um, the, um, and, and things like that. So the, at least some of the, some of the groundwork has been done. Um, and I think that, uh, let's say, I think that um, uh, now the other downside of it is he is with um, Samoa through to the Rugby World Cup. Um, and one of the things he said, I'll, I'll watch game tape once they're back from Samoa. Well, hang on, you're back from Samoa in November, um, depending on how far they go in the, in the Rugby World Cup. Um, so, and he's then going to have some some time to um, uh, to obviously to, to have a rest. <laughs> it's been a, mm. as the international season will be it will be a chunk. So, you do wonder how much time he's got to prepare and get ready for the um, uh, for, for, for 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 the new season, uh, and also putting his own coaching staff in if they are going to replace the, the coaching staff, et cetera, as you said, it depends on who's around him um, as a head coach. Um, Dylan says he doesn't need to have trophies. He is already a legend. Absolutely. He is a legend as a player um, mm. and as a person. He's not a legend as a head coach. Let's be, let's be blunt here. Um, but players will listen to him because he does have the manner um, to do that, um, which is, um, which, 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 which is good. Yeah, we don't want to start down that track, do we, of uh, good players who have gone to coaching? I think there's a longer list of unsuccessful ones than there is successful ones. That is certainly for sure. Jeez. You don't yes, want to think not, about it. And not just in New Zealand either. Um, oh, no. No, globally and sport-wise as well. A lot of them, any sport, you know, cricketers do it quite badly as well. They think yep. they're a good player and they go commentary. Oh, goodness me, we've got some horrible commentators. They think they just go, oh, I played it. I must be good at everything else to do with it. But sadly <laughs> not. Sadly. Well, sad, no, gra- gratefully not, because uh, some of them are horrible. Um, so uh, just anyway, from uh, with the Samoa Rugby International, uh, they'll be on TVNZ. Um, so that's uh, that's fantastic. That's free to wear um, to, uh, to see the Samoa International um, Games coming up. Um, Pacific Nations Cup. You reckoned it was happening this weekend. I've not looked and checked on those facts, but hey, um, who, who likes facts to get in the way of a good story? <laughs> it was starting around the same time as uh, the uh, rugby championship, so they, they pretty much run fairly close together. I'll check. Yes, and that, that tapping in the background, folks, is uh, Cornflake um, uh, Googling it. Um, it would be nice if you had a quiet keyboard um, for this whole podcasting malarkey, but quiet. hey. Jeez. He's gone out and bought himself a new camera. He's gone out and bought all these new equipment, but still has the old noisy keyboard. But hey, there we go. This is we actually a silent keyboard, just, just so you know. Just, it's, it's, a, it's a nice, perfect <laughs> silent one. I, I, I just got crunchy fingers. That's what it is. Right, we'll come back to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So the weekend kicked off then. Or the, or the, actually, what, what other news um, are there? Um, actually, the news we'll come on to afterwards because it's about... Uh, um, where players happen to be. Um, actually, um, Stuart Hogg has retired before the Rugby World Cup. He is the next um, 
Northern International player to re retire. We've already had um, Alwyn Jones and Justin Tipperick retire um, from from Wales uh, ahead of the Rugby World Cup. For, for Hogg, it's a bit different. He's retiring entirely from rugby um, and it's all about some crunchy conflict. Love it. Um, uh, comment in the live chat. There. Oh, yes, just a reminder, folks, you can always join us on the live chat in on YouTube um, or Facebook. Uh, you can also watch live on Twitter as well and also catch the podcast, which is just audio. And we can also, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch it, watch the videos, um, uh, record a post as well. Right. Stuart Hogg's retired. The difference between him and Alwyn Jones and Justin Tipperick is that he is retired from all forms of rugby. And it seems that it is um, injury related. His body um, just cannot cope with um, any more uh, international rugby. Um, and uh, you might say, hey, look, that's a bit disparaging. Can't cope. I wouldn't cope two seconds. Um, actually, no, that's not fair. Um, it takes longer than that for the ball to land from the restart does, or from, from the kickoff. I would like basically last until the first contact before my body gave in. So um, <laughs> let's be honest. So, so look, um, it's, it's not disparaging. It's just that yeah, he's had many years of rugby. Uh, what, Centurion with um, Scotland, uh, an absolute legend of the game. Um, they uh, when you go into an, a Scotland all-time team, I don't know because only because Gavin Hastings um, is also in that same jersey. Otherwise, you'd say yes. He's a, he's absolutely walking to the team. Um, put him on the wing. Yes, <laughs> maybe yeah. so. Um, LB, how much the show did I miss? Well, it's pretty simple, mate. Look at your look at your watch, um, and we click off at eight o'clock. So fifteen minutes is how much you missed. Very simple. Um, the um, so yeah, so Hog, um, a fantastic career, British and Irish Lions, um, Scotland legend. Um, good luck. Uh, obviously, um, uh, all the best in his post-rugby um, career uh, in that one. Um, the, uh, there was also been the um, the women's rugby, and I'll be honest, we won't talk about that unless, Cornflake, you've, um, you're fully up to speed on the um, the Pack Fours uh, with uh, the uh, All Blacks, uh, so the Black Ferns beating um, Canada comfortably at the weekend. Did you, I was uh, going to say you, beating, you kept, you kept thrashing. I saw them thrash them. Thrashing, yeah. That, that's that's about as up um, to depth as I need to be in it. Crushing win. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of a good word to describe it now. An emphatic victory. Yep, 21-52. Um, Australia, the Wallaroos, beat the USA 58-17 to um, 17, um, as well. Which, um, considering that um, the uh, Black Ferns beats the Wallaroos zero to fifty, um, would suggest that the uh, the Black Ferns are going to win their upcoming game against um, the USA um, this coming weekend uh, rather comfortably. Um, Canada Australia um, should be probably a, a more um, competitive one. Um, that, that game, um, as someone says, Canada were more more competitive compared to Australia the previous week. Yes, that is very true. Um, the um, I don't seem to have. I can't. I can't find the. Uh, the game between um, the USA and Canada and how that result went um, on the old Tribe Sports app. So Tribe Sports app, you missed a game. How dare you? Um, that's uh, very rare uh, for them because they've even got games um, such uh, they, they, well, they generally have all of the uh, the games in there. So Pacific Four Series uh, going well for the Black Ferns um, ahead of because uh, um, then that's they have some they have uh, sort of emerging with the uh, teams from the uh, Six Nations, Women's Six Nations, at, uh, in November, as they've got this sort of the, the Nations Cup thing in place. So heading in the right direction, which is um, good to see. Um, the under-20s is also happening, um, and uh, that is not going so well um, for the um, uh, for the Baby Blacks. Hide the side um, or over. whatever. Sorry? Just hide that side when you talk about the under-20s. Under-20s, hide that side, right? <laughs> now, we'll fix the pace um, of Flake. So in the NBA, you were, oh, great. Yeah, 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 go, get the American side of things up. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so the so the so um, uh, they, they lost to Australia 35-44 to 44, um, in their um, fifth to eighth place semi-final, um, having already missed out on making the, um, the actual finals. Uh, the under-20s, um, similar to um, the, uh, the the senior brethren, with um, Ireland uh, going to face France in the final um, for the Under Twenty World Championships, with um, England versus South Africa for the uh, bronze medal or third fourth playoff. Um, New Zealand will be, pardon me, facing Georgia for the seventh to eighth playoff place. Um, the other game that is of importance is the eleventh uh, twelfth playoff, which is between Italy and Japan to see who gets relegated out of the under-20s championship um, there. So uh, 
that'll be a um, a big one um, for that one. Um, Simon Hughes, Canada versus USA game was played earlier in the year. Canada beat the USA in Madrid. Ah, okay, so that's why I can't find it on Tribe Sports app because it wasn't in the last month. It was um, the game. Peter, apologise uh, now to Tribe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Sorry for Tribe. I am such an awful, horrible person, um, having missed the fact that the Pacific Four Series kicked off in April, then took an hiatus for a couple of months before it kicked off again. Wow. Um, yeah. You Plane fights ain't cheap, USA, you know. So they, they, they foregoed their home advantage to go play in Madrid instead of playing in Canada, because they're playing in Ottawa now. Yes. But I mean, that's, that's, that's a weird game. competition, isn't it? It's very weird. To be to be to have a game in April and then your next game is in July, um, so you have mm -hmm. like you have like it's, it's like a ten week gap between games. Hey, um, whatever works. Actually, sorry, June twenty ninth of June was the other one. Anyway, but, well, whatever. And you, 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 yeah, I mean that's that's how you keep uh, keep the public interest uh, in a tournament by just taking a few weeks off. Um, we found that worked for Super yeah. Rugby really well, didn't we? <laughs> um, so uh, not so much there we works go. for Super Rugby um, though. Come on. <laughs> Hey, look, uh, it's a step in my direction that the fact that this, this tournament is happening, which is great to see. Obviously, it happened last year in New Zealand where I actually managed to get along to and do some media work ahead of the Rugby, Women's Rugby World Cup. Uh, look, it's great that it is happening. Um, I know we've been a bit uh, facetious and um, making some comments, but it could be better, basically. I, um, hey, look, it's, it's good to see, like, especially Canada and America and, you know, teams that I guess don't have such that huge male sort of dominant aspect to their sport, but they're still... You know, they're, they're up there and competing with the world's best. So, they, hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, getting out there doing it, if it takes six months to do a competition of six weeks, who cares? They're, you know, it's all getting the sport out there, and especially in those massive markets. I mean, you couldn't dream of a better place to have hosting a tournament, even if only playing three or four weeks there in Ottawa and Canada. So why not? Good on them. Do it. Get out there. Expose it. So many people out there will be interested in it. It's different. And slipping, slipping seamlessly into a little uh, little advert here, Cornflake and I will be having a chat tomorrow. Um, uh, he has just been on holiday um, to the USA for, uh, for, 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 for a, what, three months? I think it was, you said it was? A, a fantastic trip. Um, if, you, if you're friends with him on Facebook, um, you'll, have, uh, you'll, have, you'll have seen it. Um, but what that also meant was that he went to a number of sports games, including the Pacers in basketball. Uh, he got, went, went along to um, some baseball games as well. Um, yeah, we so got to experience NBA games, baseball, hockey. Um, some ice hockey. So look, so so some. Um, so what we're going to do is have a talk. Um, uh, it's going to be patrons only um, chat, um, but we're going to talk about what can or what should uh, New Zealand uh, stadiums or administrators learn from um, America about how you host games and how you actually get people to go along to games. Um, because ice hockey is a, is a game that really, um, having having watched one on on um, on TV. I couldn't follow that watching it live because the puck thing kind of travels far too quick. Um, so in some ways, that's actually probably easier to watch on TV than it is to watch live. Um, so how do they actually get people into the in, into the um, stadiums, into the ice rinks to watch these games when actually, I mean, like baseball, you are so far away, you haven't got a clue what's going, how, where, where he's actually thrown it. Um, is that within the, uh, is the call correct or not by the umpire? Who knows? You can only know if you're watching it on telly, really. Um, so how do they make it such a good environment um, to uh, to what to actually turn up once to watch these games live when the home watching experience is actually better. So we'll be having a talk about that um, tomorrow. That'll come out on Patreon later in the week. So um, look out for that, folks, um, with that one. And uh, sometimes we yeah, had 10,000 um, headed out to the Ottawa game. Um, look, that's a decent super rugby crowd. Um, let's be honest. That's, um, be, yeah. that's a decent that's a, that's a good crowd. I mean, obviously, we've had some fantastic... Um, crowds to some of the games in Europe, women's uh, women's rugby games in both France and the UK, uh, getting some big crowds at Twickenham and various crowd places there. But um, uh, but look, that's more than the that's more than the um, the Black Ferns draw in New Zealand um, is 10k. Let's be blunt um, about this. Um, the uh, Shane goes, uh, yeah, typical conflict is his love for his Pacers flag in the background. Look, that wasn't up until I told him to put it up. Um, so look, I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to take credit for that. Uh, on that one, I had to paint now, the doors. Do right. See, look, they used to be wood. <laughs> see, see, real fans of the channel would know that they used to be wood grain and they were varnished. See, now look at how beautiful they look. See, what a handyman, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave, leave, leave the door handle in shot as well. I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful silver. 
proper backdrop. Oh, oh no, the flag fell off completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a work. Come on. The um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get Shane to discuss Pretoria. Oh look, come on, be nice with Shane, okay? It was um, that was a so, but uh, we will move on to that game now. Um, that uh, was let's be honest, an emphatic win um, by uh, the uh, Springboks um, uh, beating the uh, the Wallabies forty three to twelve, including two penalty tries plus four tries scored, a hat trick by Kurt Lee Aronson um, plus uh, Peter Steptoy um, sneaking in for one as well. Um, look, the the, uh, the Wallabies did strike first. Um, Corabetti running down the line um, to score. A, a number of players um, out there who play in Japan um, for the Wallabies. You've got Corabetti, you've got Cooper, um, I, um, uh, you've got Will Skelton, who's obviously in France as well. So um, they're a bit of their foreign legion um, have um, uh, have uh, turned up for um, for that one. Um, the uh, at altitude, um, a bit of talk prior, prior to the game about the 13 Springboks who have already flown to New Zealand ahead of their game against the All Blacks, um, and uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of a tiff in the uh, um, media room afterwards. But we'll get on to that with, uh, with with Eddie Jones. But um, what do you think? Uh, what, what, were your, what are your thoughts from the game? I mean, a, a, a real domination by South Africa, 63% possession, 6% territory. They did really need to control this game. Yeah, but we hit it into this game. And I, I think I spoke about it on the preview I did last week about it. It's very much unknown, weren't they? The South Africans, especially we don't see a typically huge amount about them uh, here in this side of the world, unless you're a lucky person that can stay up all hours of the night watching rugby, which would be great. Uh, we should we should make that happen. But yeah, they were typical what you kind of want to see or what you'd expect to see if you're seeing a good Springbok side is what they delivered. And I expected the Wallabies are probably to sort of stuck in this one a bit better. Uh, they're typically a side that don't fall away as easy as some of the sides were. So I was quite surprised that they actually fell away, gave up that early lead, good start, but then they just completely lost, lost the plot. Then they defensively uh, watching them, they, they just didn't have much structure. Like you spoke about, I don't know if it was those players from outside of uh, super rugby areas, but they didn't have the continuity. And I thought on defensive workings, they were, yeah, completely out at sea. They weren't knowing what the left hand was doing to the right hand and players shooting out of the line to try and make spot tackles, getting beaten, shortening out their defensive line. Then things got, got a bit aggressive for them, penalty tries, uh, and they just got... They, Hey, those two wingers, I said in my preview, if those two wingers can get some ball, they are going to cause trouble and wreak havoc. And I'm glad that they actually got some ball because when you've got midfielders that like to run and you've got a, a fly half that typically if he plays to the game plan of South Africa, he's going to kick it, your wingers don't see too much attacking ball. They kind of chase and they kind of kick. And if they are lucky to get a, a bad kick, then they can have a wee stab um, and they get very few chances. But it, it was great to actually see Orange and Moody get a little bit of ball and and show what they can do because they are so dangerous and and now they're coming here and they've got you know these better players of South Africa A that are already here they've got a bit of a selection headache in those outside backs so not something you typically say for South Africa is it they've normally got their bread and butter you know back three and they stick with it but it's it's good because if they play that brand of rugby oof, it's going to be an exciting year for the Springboks. Um, you know, careful. We don't want Eddie Jones attacking us about talking about the A's and B's and stuff like that. But hey, um, but look, 20, 28%, 28%, nearly a third of the game was played with the spring box with ball in hand in the um, in the Wallabies 22. Now, if you've got that amount of ball in there, you're going to spin it wide at some point for the wingers to have a go. Let's be honest. Um, they um, So, um, and with nearly 40%, uh, well, no, nearly 50% of the game was played with the ball in hand by the spring box in the Wallabies half. It was a total uh, comments in the chat about the uh, the kicking. Yes, look, um, we had uh, sixty two kicks in this game from hand, way more than we had in the we had in the fo next, the following game. Um, and uh, yeah, the Wallabies just didn't kick well. Uh, and they're, they're, and funny enough, oh, you get yourself a um, let's, let's go out and buy some uh, rugby league players um, because um, <laughs> they're really good apparently. Um, uh, and uh, even though, and I've just got I'm trying to remember his name on blank. Um, uh, Suliasi Vunivali. 
Yep. Look, um, uh, even though he um, uh, he has had a couple of years in in rugby union now uh, for the Reds, uh, he hasn't had that much game time. Lots of injuries, uh, and yeah, his positioning could uh, could definitely do 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 better. So, um, look, uh, the uh, as, as as Shane says, yeah, the forwards are out muscled, um, a bit of ill discipline, and look, if you are making um, something stupid, was it? Uh, um, yeah, uh, this uh, discipline was obviously three penalties to uh, to South Africa. For South Africa gave up thirteen by the Wallabies. Um, <laughs> the um, if you're making 139 tackles to only 58, um, yeah, you're going to be under pressure. You're going to give up those sort of things, and we saw that also in the penalty tries. Um, so very impressive um, by um, South Africa. Um, the only stat of uh, that, that I would say um, would uh, that, that, that would worry me if I'm a if I'm a Springbok supporter. Um, Tackles made fifty-eight. Tackles missed twenty-one by the Springboks. Wow. Um, tackles made by the Wallabies one hundred thirty-nine. Tackles missed twenty-nine. Uh, so a, a lot of tackles missed um, by the um, by the Springboks there. So that would be my only concern for them um, going forwards uh, on uh, on that one. Uh, look, it's the first game of the first game of the season for everybody. A bit of rustiness in the. Um, uh, in the set piece, as you as you probably expect, also with uh, when you're playing your B team, we don't know each other. Um, the uh, so, but uh, very impressive by um, by the Springboks scoring 43 unanswered points um, on um, the uh, Wallabies, um, who, uh, as I say, scored first and last. Um, but let's be honest, it was a consolation try um, at uh, at the end there um, for Carter Gordon. So look, I think one of the things we've been saying is that there are some exciting players. In Australia at the moment, they've got some really cool players who are playing overseas. It's how Eddie manages to mash them together um, and uh, and actually get a team out of that. Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, it's all about a smash and grab at the Rugby World Cup. Remember, folks, it's not about these games. Um, but clearly, Eddie Jones was not happy. And was this really a B team? Um, I don't know. Uh, you got um, the list of some of the players who are in New Zealand already. Include um, Malcolm Marks, Evan Beth, Ludi Jaeger, Fafta Clerk, Cheslin Colby, Macaulay, Mapimpi, Damien Delende. Um, all World Cup winners, yes, but are they past their best? Are we? Um, so uh, we'll have we'll have to wait and see. I oh, know. I'm just saying this just because we're seeing a bunch of players we don't necessarily recognise doesn't mean this isn't the best best Springboks team, right? Um, I, I wouldn't say Wales that they're got that by any stretch. Not not recognised. Like I, you'd, I look at that team, and they, they've been around for all those players. Been around for a long time. Even even the the young wingers, Onus and Moody, been around for the two seasons now. I'm sure they're definitely there last year. Maybe last year was their debut year. But you know, Estes has been in that midfield for ages. Lacanio Arms been there forever. We know him. He's a World Cup winner. Marty Libok's been in and around yep. that squad, normally at fullback. Uh, the the forward pack. You know, you got Kitsoff, Mahalba, Mbanambi. These aren't names. You know, these they could have named that team and not told anyone that half the squad was going to New Zealand and no one would have known any better. They could have just been, you know, rotating through the squad. This could easily pass as... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Maybe one or two names you'd, you'd change about, but as the best South African team that they had available at the time, um, they've just got incredibly good depth. And you, you, can't, you can't argue with that. They're not glaringly... Um, massive sort of rotations that they've not done before, and and they'll do it again. Uh, there's a couple of locks there that you 
starting with um, Jean Klein and uh, uh, Marvin Ori. I mean, you'd expect them to be like fifth and sixth choice. I mean, they're, look, they're, they're um, when you think of some of the other names that that, that, that they've got. So um, yeah, there, there, there are a couple of names, but you say otherwise there is no one there. Maybe uh, Limbock at uh, ten because you say he's played mainly fullback, um, mm -hmm. but otherwise, yeah, all those players have been and have started for the for for, for the box before. Um, you wouldn't be upset to see that kind of team, uh, bar a couple of names you say roll out for the Rugby World Cup final, for example. But you, um, you've got to you've got to get that Klein cap in though. They had to get that in quick asap. <laughs> He's the Irishman, you know. They've got uh, all that media attention now. They got to get in, get that cap. Boom, true. snap. He's locked in. Marvin Aurier, yep. yeah, he's yep. probably well, fifth or sixth better, yeah. Only for, for, for three years, whatever. Actually, no, no, because he's probably residency for Ireland, isn't it? Um, the um, I've not, but uh, but yeah. Um, so um, yeah, we'll just I, obviously I've, I've I've got to name those names um, ahead of uh, this so this coming weekend. Uh, the All Blacks, in contrast, their entire squad, apart from um, Will Jordan due to migraines and Lester Fainuku, who's got a calf injury. So apart from two um, players who were uh, unavailable to injury all went to Argentina uh, and flying back. One of the comments in our rugby chat group is that actually the uh, Springboks will be less jet-lagged than the All Blacks playing in New Zealand. Does that concern you? Migraines. That concerns me more. Who, who stays at home and doesn't get... Take some, take some pills. What's he got? Has he got concussion well, look, problems or something, Will Jordan? He's got, the, he's, he's got some inner ears, some, some head problems. So I don't think it's, it's not concussion. Um, but it's something that made him miss the first half of the Super Rugby season, for example. It took, it took him out oh, so it's the same um, during thing. November. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the same thing. It's got the same name. <laughs> it must be the same thing. I, let me, let me, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just saying, he's, he's got a history of this. Um, really? now whether, whether We've got the doctor on the, on the job. Or... Dr. Paul's on the job. It's going to be the exact same thing. Have another beer, you'll be right. Uh, no, not really. To us, I don't think jet lag's going to... It shouldn't play a big thing into this. I mean, they'll, they'll be back. They'll probably be they're back already. So they'll be ready to go. They've got a week to prepare. Um, South Africa, yeah, they'll have those fresher guys. They'll probably all play. But, I mean, nah. I'm not worried about jet lag. I'm worried just about the Springboks team. That that squad, those players. You name those names, added to the names that played. Just a fantastically aggressive, um, just great team. That they seem to nail down what they're doing, and that—that's what often is a problem with South African rugby is their game plan and executing, and everyone being on the same page. And if that's something they've found a solution for this year, well, they're going to be incredibly dangerous. So, I'm not jet lag's no excuse. Then, if they're playing today or tomorrow, then sure. But no, they got a week. Okay, so um, we'll uh, we'll there you go. It's not a problem, folks. Uh, look, tra travel is always an issue. Um, and and from Argentina there aren't direct flights, so it's even more so. But um, yeah, it will be. Um, if you travel this much as a professional rugby player, you travel all the time like this. You have to get some sort of acclimatization to travelling all the time. You, you have to be a bit more acclimatized to it than a regular old Joe. And if you take more than seven days, like how how long is a flight from Argentina to Auckland? If you take more than seven days to to get back into your groove. Then you might like uh, you got something wrong. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to uh, send Cornflake over to Argentina on our from yep. with, with with our massive um, budget, make him play yep. a uh, amateur rugby game over there, and fly back over here and see how he is a week later. Um, he'll be, no uh, problems. Look, um, just subscribe, subscribe the, to Patreon, driving more, and um, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I'll record it. I got a good camera now. Um. On that, uh, uh, so um, if, if this wasn't a rugby world cup yet, um, okay, back, back, back to my point, I was thinking of we would not be playing back to back game with this travel. There would be a week, there would be a week break in the rugby championship. Normally, that's what happens. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, but even so, um, it, it, it won't be used as an excuse, it can't be used as an excuse, um, by the um, the All Blacks, um, ahead of um, this, um, uh, ahead, ahead of the uh, the rugby world cup, um. Second game then, Argentina versus um, the uh, New Zealand finished 12 to 41. So another convincing win um, by uh, in, in this one. Uh, the um, unlike the, uh, the the other game where the Wallabies sort of got the first score, um, the Pumas didn't score until the uh, second half. Um, so the All Blacks controlled this one. Uh, they were a lot less dominant as far as territory and possession go. 
Um, but uh, look, there's been a lot of doom and gloom around the All Blacks and their Rugby World Cup um, uh, kind of uh, uh, um, um, I don't know, chances. Uh, but from my mind, what we saw here, again, uh, with your Geordie Barrett, Shakiri Wani, um, Bowden Barrett, Nowhere, uh, Aaron Smith, all scoring um, tries there in the back, in the back line, um, all those backline tries. If the All Blacks get front football, they have got damaging attacking players in that back line who will um, who, who, who will score tries and will score points. Um, it's a matter of can those can the forwards give them uh, that platform? A lot less kicking in this game. Only uh, fifteen by the uh, Springboks, eighteen by um, the All Blacks. So what's that? Thirty-three. Uh, kicks compared to over 50. Uh, the All Blacks generally are known as being a kicking team to create attacking opportunities. Um, uh, uh, better set pieces by both teams uh, in this one, a bit less rust, um, really. Actually, maybe not so much by the by the, uh, by, the, by, the, by the by the humors. Um, so um, your thoughts um, from this game, a, a strong win by the All Blacks uh, against the Pumas. Yeah, it was a surprising result. I was I was really surprised for it. The Pumas came out really strong, I thought, out of the blocks. Those first, well, they scored in the fifth minute, but those first two or three minutes uh, when the All Blacks were you know, off the kickoff in the 22, struggling to clear their lines. The Pumas' defense was was fast and aggressive, and I thought, yeah, here we go. The crowd was raw, and I was like, game on. This is this is what we come to expect. And then, you know, Rico Ioanni makes that split. He, he cuts them in half, goes three quarters away out the field, and they score that try through Dane Coles, and the, the, it just it just goes flat, doesn't it? This is, the stadium goes flat. The the Pumas' defense goes flat. The the passion seemed to just slowly dry up out of the Argentinians. It was a really disappointing performance um, by them. I think from a New, New Zealand perspective. The forward pack, I think, was the biggest surprise. The fact that they actually dominated the set piece. The scrum was really, really good. They won their lineouts. They contested on opposition lineouts. Uh, they were going forward. And what concerns me, though, is we only seen Damien McKenzie going forward. And I want to see Damien McKenzie under yeah. pressure to know if he's really the real deal in the number 10 jumper. He played good. He played all right. I don't want to be a downer on the poor guy. But last time I saw him in a black jersey, he went backwards in the rain. And it was probably one of the least memorable, but I'll never forget it, nights of watching a game of rugby. Uh, so I want to see how he's going to deal with that pressure. I don't know if I want to see him start against the Springboks because that could be, well, I mean, hey, the bats are on fire for him. So we'll see who they select uh, going forward. But yeah, he was he was good, but the pack was so good. Uh, it was it would be difficult for them not to with that sort of firepower outside. Um and yeah, oh, this thing overall, they all played pretty well except for Caleb Clark. Poof. Had to get out of there. <laughs> I'll be. I. Why is Caleb Clark there? Uh, oh, I, so I now everyone's a... joining on my bandwagon. Now you all join in. Everyone's <laughs> going. Why is Caleb Clark in the All Blacks? I've been saying this for two years. Why is Caleb Clark in the All Blacks? He had a good first up season of Super Rugby. He was average in international rugby that year. Okay, and then he's just. Oh. Gone. No, no, no. He burst nothing. Look, he, he, his, his, his first year as as an international was good. He went off to try and make it into the Olympic sevens, and it all it's kind of collapsed since then. He hasn't returned well, um, to my See mind. See you, Caleb. Um, so um, yeah, I I, 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 um, I had question marks around Josh Lord, um, but uh, look, he um, stepped up and uh, showed us why he he got selected. Um, my question marks around Josh Lord were his lack of game time. Um, more than anything else, and the fact that I've just not seen him play Super Rugby much. Uh, so, how was he picked uh, as a starting lock in this game? Um, so, um, he he had a um, uh, a, a good game. Um, uh, um, question in the chat: How was Awani at thirteen? Look, he's a fantastic attacking thirteen, and so in a game where he's got front football, he's going to look good. Mm. Um, as you say, defensively, uh, <laughs> what's he like when he has to defend? Has to go back, and it's going backwards. That's the question mark. Around him, um, more so, a bit like this, you know, some of the question marks there around David McKenzie. Given this platform, the the backs were um, were given the best opportunity to look good, look as good as they are. They are good. Don't get me wrong, um, but um, the uh, will we'll, 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 there'll, there'll be greater tests for them um, for the, for those kind of kind of two players um, in that one. Um, the uh, it's interesting to see where where does Anton Brown fit into this? Can he fit back in? Um, or are Geordie 
um, and Rico going to be the centre combination. If they are the centre combination, then I want to see them play as much as possible. So they actually get to learn um, to play with each other because let's be honest, um, Jordy's time at 12, particularly at international level, is limited. Um, and his time with players like Rico and with the guys who will be inside him at 10, uh, be it Bowden Barrett, be it Richard Mwangi, be it his brother Bowden Barrett, he has not played 12 with those guys at international rugby. Yes, I'm sure he's played a lot of rugby next to his brother in his backyard with the um, goalposts his dad set up on the on the farmyard. Um, but it's different playing it at this pace under this pressure. Mm. Um, so for me, if he is going to be the 12 and Rico is going to be the 13, which it looks like, you know, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be, then I want to see those guys play as much rugby as possible heading towards the Rugby World Cup. Um, I know you're going to talk about, uh, people talk about managing player minutes, etc., but I think combinations are important as well. Yeah, um, I mean, we look at this team, though, that, they, that they've that selected for this competition and the fact that we've only got the three slash four weeks, I guess, with the, the Aussies involved as well. Building into that and the fact that you've got a coach that's very, uh, should I say, consistent, to be a nice word, uh, about his selections, there's no way he's going to drop a Rico Iwani. He could have a nightmare for the next two weeks or three weeks and he's not going to be out of that squad. And it's as I feel like a Caleb Clark, he's been pretty average. And and I do hope um, what Nocturnal says about Leicester Flying Ruku, but yeah, great. He needs to come in and get fit and be in that team. And of course, we've got Mr. Headaches as well to come back at some point too, which would be good to bolster that. Um, so I don't think too much is going to change in the squad. I think your core 90% of your team for Rugby World Cup, barring like catastrophic amount of injuries, uh, that's what we're going to be looking at. So you're going to be looking at Rico. You're going to be looking at Jordy Barrett's going to be in that mixer somewhere. Um, Anton Leonard Brown's been injured so much. It's like, is he a reliable sort of force in there now? Is he just going to be a backup? Is he going to play the Namibia games um, for the All Blacks? It's, Jordy, I mean, is, is there hate towards Jordy Barrett at 12? I don't mind him at 12 because he takes up so much defensive pressure because of the way he plays. He doesn't do much special. He just absolutely bulldozes through guys and he forces two or three defenders to take him down, which weakens that next phase of defensive readiness and does kind of give that two-man threat of that little offload that they kind of do. It's not fantastic. It's not groundbreaking. It's not special, but it's effective enough. And I think the All Blacks backline kind of does benefit a little bit of his directness and the way he attacks the defensive lines and it kind of forces them to not have that ability to come out and just smash that first guy to smash that 12 because Jordy's pretty good in the tackle at keeping the ball alive, keeping the ball up or, or wriggling his way out of defenders. It, it's just effective enough to create that little bit extra time for them. Look, I've got no problems with with, uh, with Jordy at 12. I quite like him at 12. Uh, I guess it's more yeah, the kind of, to, to me, it's more the depth that I'm talking about here is that we've actually, the All Blacks have got some good depth in some good positions. Uh, a bit like the Springboks have with um, at Locke is how do you put Ludi Yeager on the bench? <laughs> how do you not play RG Simon? Oh, well, because I've got Etzebeth there um, and Mal Holiber. And oh my God, there were two other guys who started the weekend who are pretty useful. Um, it, it's, it's, it's that kind of problem. Of how, do you, how do you put all these players into two positions? You can't. You're talking about our midfield. You're saying that New Zealand rugby midfield has a massive amount of depth that someone's going to miss out. Um, a lot massive amount. Yeah, there, there's de- yes, exactly. There's depth and somebody, somebody will miss out. Yes. I mean, Jack Goodhue isn't even in the playing squad. The wider yeah, squad. I mean, I you can really just guarantee that Leonard Brown and Goodhue are going to go out injured in the next month or two. Are they going to make it to the Rugby World Cup? So you commit to those four guys, okay? You commit to Geordie, you commit to, to Rico, you commit to Goodhue, uh, and you commit to, uh, I don't know who I've left out, Anton Leonard Brown. And what are you yep. looking at next, Nankerville? Uh, well, no, because there's someone else in the in the um, All Black squad, and I've forgotten who it is now. Um, that's already there. That's there instead of Goodhue. Um, so, um, but um, oh, but not 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 experienced. Would you be happy with him running out in a World Cup semi final? Oh, so it's Braden it's, it's it's, it's Nenor, isn't it? Who's there in the? Oh, Jesus, um, midfielder. No, he's not. He he's a complaint anywhere from twelve to fifteen. That's what that's what Brad Nino's there for. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him at twelve. I'd put thirteen to fifteen. I put him as outside. He's an outside centre. He's not an inside centre. Jeez, I he's on the bench 12. and he goes um, down. He'll play twelve. So, um, so yeah, 
What happened to Good Hugh? The guy's the best centre New Zealand has <coughs> um, injured. He's just not playing anything. Not playing rugby. Um, <coughs> so um, he's um, but he had a good game. He had a good full game um, at the weekend uh, against Japan. Um, so look, those he's off with the um, the All Blacks B team or the All Blacks fifteen uh, in Japan. Get him some game time, um, and then uh, he's there ready um, to come in if possible, if, if needed. Um, yeah, there's also that shock of um, who. Um, midfield's options are okay, but Hardy will shattering. That's what uh, he's... Uh, um, I, I really rate Antelope Browning. He's very good. Now, oh, <coughs> after after him, yeah, with Braden Nenor, yeah, not so, maybe not so. Um, and then also, um, um, who's the guy from the Crusaders who got picked um, in oh, the squad up on blank? No, ball. no, 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 please, no. No. Next year. The... Uh, Oh, sorry, next year the one that got the high tackle Manila? from Anton Leonard Brown that got him the card in the final. Um, yes, yes, him, um, that guy pulling up the yes, that guy he's so good that we can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> I don't want to remember his name, extreme, extremely harsh. Don't, don't um, tell me he's McLeod. even in the team. Uh, and the cloud, yes. that's the cloud, he's in the well, he's in the squad, but um, but he's not in the team. Um, so yeah, no, you're quite right. Yeah, look, there's 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 three. Guys there who I like to see in the centres, and there's a couple who are like, oh, okay, I wouldn't want to rely on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that's I like the hardiness comes back in. of that combination they got now. Barrett and Rico very rarely get injured, which now I've said that I've, I mean, yeah. touch wood, because if one of them <laughs> go down, I mean, this weekend they're going to be going back to this video going, he said that. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, how many times has New Zealand, <coughs> pardon me. Um, he's going to be in this place a lot of centre problems. Well, look, it did help that um, that Nonu, um, Smith, and Sonny Williams didn't get injured either. Um, basically, we relied on three <laughs> three midfielders for, for a couple of rugby World Cups, let's be honest. Um, I want to go back to um, comment by um, oh, where's her comment? Um, no, it, there was a comment there about, about defensively. And um, worry about about, and the concern was there. Um, oh yeah, here you go. Um, my problem is um, we seem to have the same issue. We don't settle on the first fifteen uh, so much shuffling around. I understand why, but we need some continuity. Yeah, I'm 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 there with the continuity um, heading into this rugby world cup, um, but um, but not with Caleb Clark in there. I'd definitely shuffle him. Yeah. It's a bit harsh. Shuffle um, him out, and it also be good to see how um, the um, uh, and. Um, and uh, yeah, and the comment, um, that's what I have with the All Blacks. When things are going wrong, how do they react? Will they freeze um, and think they have to do something? I don't think they freeze, but it's just a matter of they're not used to playing on the back foot so much. And so, how do you how do you how do you play on because at Super Rugby level they don't have to do it very often. And so, how do you have to play on the back foot when you've also got less time because you're playing at international level rather than um, club level? Um, so, to me, yeah, that is the concern um, that. Um, that, uh, that that we'll see uh, when we come up against the Springboks this coming weekend, I think, um, is uh, yeah, can they, as you, you say, can they do it when they don't have all that front football? Yeah, and, and further on from that comment, it's not that, it's more the fact that, well, it's like, like you say, when they freeze, but it's the fact that they either, you know, do the thing that saying says, you know, if you keep keep doing the same thing and it's not working and, and you keep on doing it, uh, you're not learning from the process sort of thing. So I know that the actual comment and quote is a lot better than that. But the fact of the matter is we see them when they struggle and get in a bit of trouble and they just beat on that same drum. It's like, okay, I'm watching on TV. I can see that's not working. Is I And it's got to me, that's a leadership thing. Uh, is there someone in there like that's going in, in that huddle when they can see the sixth try? Let's change things up. Let's, we've got to change anything. Go to plan B, you know, even go before then. Um, when things aren't going right, instead of just smashing on that same old button over and over and over and over again. So that's, I think we'll see that this weekend. I I just, I don't want the All Blacks to get their own way this weekend. I don't want them to go here. If this is, if this is a 40 something to 10, that's bad. That's real bad for the All Blacks. That's going to be terrible because they'll think they're the world beaters and they'll think they're amazing. And they'll think they're fantastic. And we've seen it all too often before where they, you know, you're going with too much confidence um, and you're not tested. You haven't had that big um, kind of force against you, something to make you 
struggle. And if they don't have that, I think they need that this weekend. All the Wallabies. Hey, Shane, all the Wallabies might do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, uh, the other thing that uh, um, I get, well, no, no, sorry, okay, just to give you the quote there, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again um, and expecting a different result. That's, um, is what that's the, it. Yeah. That, that's that, that, that's where, you're, where, where you're going. Um, the yeah. look this weekend, uh, if it's a blowout with the, the All Blacks win, that's bad. If it's a blowout with a Springboks win, that's also bad because I can very much see um, the press will suddenly jump on the brand wagon of remove Foster, bring in Razor now. And we'll end up with uh, all of that yes. in the news and have all of that um, uh, distraction going on of we know who the next guy is. Just bring him already because we know the guy, this guy isn't doing it. So this so for the All Blacks sake, they have to keep this. This one has to be a tight game either way. Obviously, they want to win it and have a hard, uh, a hard um, three point win. <clears throat> um, but um, uh, but yeah, a blowout either way would be um, would not be good for, um, for, for, for this All Blacks team. Um, Whereas for the spring for the spring box, I think they can cope with the blowout either way, um, and it wouldn't be that much of a, div- a diversion of their plan towards every World Cup. Um, South Africa seems to be one of those um, nations that are very like focused. Like they they know where they're going, they know the players they're using to do the the job, and I guess they got such such incredible depth to do. It. And they seem to be like you say, if, if they get smashed, they'll go into next week. Obviously, with a, a little bit of change and focus on different things, but they'll uh, they'll still have the same sort of overall game plan. The long term plan uh, seems to be in place. Whereas if the All Blacks get smashed this weekend, what's <laughs> what's the better that you see a wholesale changes for the game against the Wallabies? They'll just be like, "Oh, that didn't work. Let's go some complete different way from the media pressure." It, 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 they're going to yeah, stick well, by their no, guns, like 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 them or loathe them. And um, I'm not a big fan of Razzie uh, as a person. As a, as, as a coach, I respect him. I think he's very good at, at being a head coach. As a person, I think he's a, he's a dick. Um, the, um, uh, so, um, but um, you've got to say that, yeah, what he's done, well, his position, um, and uh, therefore uh, Neymar's position as well as head coach, is at rock solid. He can't do any wrong at the moment. So from that point of view, um, yeah, he wouldn't face the same media pressure as Ian Foster would receive. Um, from, uh, from 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 that point of view, mm-hmm. um, the um, uh, and um, mate LB, you don't have a second go at Wimbledon. You have a second go at um, uh, it's not in Wimbledon. It's at um, it's at Twickenham. Is you have a second go? Um, and Twickenham isn't Wimbledon in London, by the way. Um, could play that extra game. It could play game All Blacks versus Springboks yeah. at Wimbledon. How about that? Well, we do have the, that, that, the kind of the. Um, we do have that, that cricket game, don't we, between the Black Caps and the Black and the All Blacks? Um, oh, so perhaps we should do that between the Spring Boys. Back here, yeah, Black Clash. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, that's the last thing from this game. Um, Sam Kane uh, kicking a pitch invader or tripping a pitch invader. Look, Mike Carlson table. Should he have done it? No. Players should not get involved with uh, pitch invaders more for their own safety than anything else. Um, and just stay out of it. Let someone else deal with it. Um, the on the um, um, should he have to do an apology about it? No, much ado about nothing. The guy runs on the pitch. He takes him down. Um, that's fine. Uh, look, the guy shouldn't be there. He doesn't need to apologise. Um, so the, the apology and all that kind of stuff is all a bit over the top. Sure, does it look good that your your country's captain, um, one of the most famous, one of the some of the biggest roles in the country? behind the Prime Minister, leader of the opposition and the All Blacks head coach. So perhaps the fourth most important job in the country um, is assaulting um, an opposition supporter. No, but look, he's a pitch invader. So it depends on what spin you want to put on it. Um, I understand why they wanted to get ahead of the story, but it's it's, um, it's a mistake. Let's move on. It's hardly even a mistake, um, put, put bluntly. Shouldn't he have done it? No. Is it a big mistake? No. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, much to do about nothing in my view. Oh, he, he should have picked him up. He should have put him in a headlock, suplexed him, thrown him into the posts, and and just like drilled the guy so that the useless security who was plodding along behind him uh, could have taken him away. What I what irritates me the most, and I've already had a, a rave about this um, in our chats and stuff, is that the guy gets treated like like he's the victim. The guy that came onto the field gets rewarded. 
and treated like a victim. That is is why I'm upset. I don't really care what the players do. It was after the game. He was in a place he shouldn't have been, and he was in a lion's den. He's going to get eaten. Um, so they should have spear tackled him, Brian Lima style, uh, and put him in a, a big rib tickler and uh, let him to go away, get kicked out of the stadium, get a 10-year, 15, 20 lifetime ban, I don't care, and a massive fine, pretty much make a statement and be like, you do that here, don't come back. Because that guy got a little nice little private meet and greet with the All Blacks captain and probably a couple of others would have gone along for the ride as well. And he would have got a nice shiny new T-shirt and would have got a nice keychain and a cup holder and all that. So, like, like this, look, see, look how cool, see, Real real organizations give you free stuff when you go and visit them from the other side of the world. So <laughs> that's what that's what he'll be getting. He'll be getting the, the nice treatment. Um, I certainly does hope he gets punished um, and we should never see him again. But it sets a bad example as well because people see that on social media, oh, we met with the chap and um, cleared things up. It's like, oh, little Billy sitting at home going, Dad, this dickhead who went on the field got a free you know, interview, meet and greet with the All Blacks captain. It's like, let's do that next weekend at Mount Smart, you know. So that's that's where I have the problem with it. It's like you've got to make it look like it's a bad thing. And at the moment, it looks like it's um, something that gets rewarded and victimised on the person that committed the crime. So, folks, if you want to get, get yourself a Rugby World Cup winner medal, if you want to be a Rugby World Cup winner medal, get yourself, find yourself a 12-year-old, throw them on the pitch um, at the end of the game, and Sonny Bill Williams will give you a, a World Cup winner medal. Look, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, pitch invaders shouldn't be rewarded by that. Um, should they also be beaten up and thrown in jail? No, look, there needs to be a little bit of balance. But um, uh, Christopher Edwards Bailey says, look, um, technically it's assault. Uh, yeah, maybe it is, but I, it's not, no. What? Sorry, but if you, you get trip tackled, someone up you, on the side of the street, that's security. not assault. Is well, it? If you're walking down the street actually. and you trip yeah. someone, no, if you punch them in the face, that's assault. Even if you suplex so, them into a rubbish anyway. bin, that's not assault. That's just cool. So, um, and uh, as, as we'll find from uh, from next week, uh, Cornflake will not be available as he's going to be in jail. Um, so, um, so, uh, so we'll be having some new guests on next week. Um, I'll be trying to uh, yeah get, get in as quickly as possible to do uh, the Patreon specials because uh, his availability is going to be somewhat limited going forwards. Um, uh, so, yes, uh, the um, uh, stop oil will disrupt the game. Um, yeah, maybe that will happen in uh, up up in um, uh, uh, up in Europe. I don't think it'll happen here, but we'll see. Um, um, I didn't say it was assault. You, I'll, I'll bring up the comment where you said it was assault. You said technically <laughs> it's assault. Uh, if you really want to to to, 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 to share the comment, um, the um, or did someone else? If someone else said it, I'm sorry. I will apologise. Um, but um, I can't even find the bloody comment now. Maybe you delete. Um, oh but, um, no. Um, maybe it was, um, oh, sorry, nocturnal rights said technically it's, it's assault. Sorry, 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 Christopher, oh. I got the wrong person. Um, nocturnal rights said he, but yeah, he, he said technically it's an assault. Um, so yeah, I did, I did get the wrong person. Sorry for that one. Um, the um, so yeah, so um, look, uh, coming up this weekend, we've um, uh, got um, the uh, uh, the 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 the, the Mount Smart game because of because of the foot, women's football rugby world cup. Is uh, taking on is taking up Eden Park, so Eden Park can't be used. It does also mean that um, the Auckland Club Rugby Finals will also be at Papatoi. Pap um, I think it is um, not at Eden Park this year um, as well. Uh, look, uh, Stephen Harris has been doing some fantastic work around the uh, club rugby and uh, doing post game interviews and uh, covering that. So head over to our face uh, Facebook page for the Museum Sport Radio if you're interested in Auckland Club Rugby. He's doing some fantastic coverage of that um and um yep yeah, i think uh that is pretty much it anything else um from uh oh yes sir, there you go um Charlie will be paying your 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 um <laughs> your fines if you uh go around punching people in uh, invercargill um and why won't it share it's not working properly something something i've got a oh. problem with the uh, the software folks oh there we go it's away yeah. goodness we've got six um, comments going at once yeah. now Whoa. Um, so, um, so yeah, any sort of final comments before we uh, before we sign off? Roll on next weekend. Well, this weekend. Jesus, Monday, isn't it? Yes. Roll on this weekend. Bring on the South Africans. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that because, Argentina, you disappointed me. I love your passion. I love your fight and desire. But you let me down massively this weekend. You let me down. So, uh, hopefully... 
hopefully we can get a bit of fight out of those um, spring box this weekend. And um, good luck, Australia. That's all. Yep. So Saturday. So so yeah. It, games come up this weekend. So on Friday night, uh, Friday at two p.m. Sorry, Friday afternoon. Uh, it's all New Zealand time away. Um, we've got uh, Tonga versus um, Australia A eh, in the uh, Pacific Nations Cup. Then uh, in the um, Saturday evening, seven p.m. kickoff, New Zealand versus South Africa. Um, at nine p.m., Japan versus New Zealand fifteen. Um, and then at uh, and also at nine forty-five p.m. Um, Australia um, versus Argentina. So um, a couple of games on at the same time um, there um, on, on that one. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so that's the game from the um, this, this, um, this weekend. Um, Simon says, is the game in Mount Smart the only game in New Zealand? Yeah, no, there's one down in Australia and in, in Dunedin, as you say, um, as, um, as well. Um, so um, yes, How, um, Conflict, have you ever drunk Hokoni? I've never done that, so I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Hokanui. It's it's a place. I presume, uh, the moonshine, I'd expect. Oh, okay. Old school. There we go. Um, he can he um he's not blind, so no, um he hasn't. Um so thank you everyone. <laughs> Do join us again next week um at um, eight pm. I say a couple of um Patreon specials coming up. Um the uh, Tanat Manga interview. Uh, that uh, um, media interview he gave um, earlier today, uh, and also Cornflake and I talking about what uh, his experiences at um, USA sporting events and what New Zealand, um, what we can do in New Zealand to improve our sporting events to get people to turn up. Thank you, Cornflake. Great to have you back, um, and um, thank you everybody in the live chat. Um, great to uh, have you all around. 